Today's New Testament reading is the first epistle to the Corinthians, the twelfth chapter. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we look at our text from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 14, St. Paul uses the unusual illustration of comparing the human body to the body of Christ, the Church. Then and now, the culture was affected by a Greek philosophy which does not place a high value on the human body. How many of us have much pride or place much value on our bodies? We tend to always focus on the negative aspects of our bodies. Too fat, too short, too tall, too old. You know, as one who's had two artificial hips, it's real easy to get a negative view of my body. Being in my 60s, I've begun to view my body's functions through the statement, everything hurts, and if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't work. What a contrast when St. Paul reminds us, but as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. The teaching of evolution places little, if any, value on life, while the teaching of God's creation says all life is valuable and worth enough that Jesus Christ was willing to die on the cross to pay the price for our sins and be raised from the dead to be the guarantee that our sins are forgiven and life with God in heaven is ours. Satan loves nothing better than to convince us that we're worthless because we sin and fail, while Jesus Christ declares we are worthwhile because he redeems us. 
As we continue to follow St. Paul's illustration of the body of Christ, the Church, he talks about the different parts of the body. But note how they all need each other. Especially in verse 26, St. Paul again says, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. In the physical body, that's certainly true. When my hip started to fail, my whole body suffered. After the hip replacement, the whole body rejoiced. And in our St. Paul there in 1 Corinthians 12, in verses 12 and 13, in the verses that precede our text, says, For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. It's God who creates each one of us and endows each one of us with the gifts, spiritual and physical, that he wants us to have. We need to avoid being dissatisfied with ourselves and also disregarding the other members of the body. Both extremes are sinful. Satan loves to tempt us with the thoughts that God can't value or use the gifts he has given us. Lenski's commentary makes note of the fact You know, a nation may exist without astronomers and philosophers, but the day laborer is essential to the existence of a people. God uses and values the prayer of the shut-in, just like the words of the pastor or the missionary. As St. Paul talks about the various gifts given by the Holy Spirit, he calls the greatest gifts the ones that benefit the general body of the Church. God wants every member of the body of Christ to use the gifts he has given them for his purposes. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.